Welcome to the Real Sassy Fit Girls Podcast. We're your hosts, Mara Rutger and Lisa Bowden. Inside this podcast, you can expect the ultimate girls' night in where we will help you align fitness and life so that you can finally be fucking happy. Now, you get comfy and let's get real. Hey guys, welcome back to the Real Sassy Fit Girls podcast. Um, we hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode where you got to uh, get to know a little bit more about me. This week, you get to learn a lot more about Mara. How are you feeling, Mara? Uh, I feel good. I'm actually kind of nervous because I feel like I'm on the in the hot seat. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe you'll be more nervous when we do like our inappropriate get to know you, but <laughs> this one should be fine. <laughs> I think it's just the unknown because I know that you're going to ask me those random questions that I asked you and it's mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, what's going to come up? <laughs> exactly. But guys, we're going to do kind of the same thing we did for mine. We've got a few key questions we're going to ask Mara so you guys can know a little bit more about how she got to where she is, um, her as a coach, her personal life, all those things. And then we're going to go through those fun questions where she's going to just pick some numbers and I'm going to ask her from that list of 100 getting to know you questions. Um, We got some awesome responses from the last um, podcast about maybe some weird foods you guys have eaten and stuff like that. Someone else actually, um, Chelsea, I'm calling you out. One of my clients, she's actually eaten Rocky Mountain oysters as well. So I thought that was cool to know. Maybe it's a Colorado thing since we're both from Colorado. Um, Maybe. We'll have to ask Christine. Our friend Christine is another uh, fitness coach. And, well, I don't know if she listens or not, but we'll have to message her and ask her because she's also from Denver. (laughs) Exactly. Yep, we'll ask her. But all right, let's go ahead and just hop right in. So our first question, Mara, is one of the big ones. How did you get to where you are now? Tell us a little bit about your journey. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I feel like my journey has been a long one, um, and I'm going to do my best to keep it as condensed as possible because I told Lisa before we jumped on today that I like to talk and I go down rabbit holes, and so I'm, we're just going to keep this short and sweet. So Way back when I was always, when I was in middle school, when I was in high school, I was always an athlete. I played softball the majority of the time, but I also played a little bit of tennis. And in high school, I would say was actually no, back up to middle school. So when I was in middle school, um, I remember weight wise, I was at my heaviest when I was in seventh grade, I think seventh or eighth grade. And I was like 160 pounds. And reference wise, I at the time was probably about five, four. Um, I'm five, six now. So I was 160 at five, four right now. I am like 150 at five, six. So that puts it into perspective. I was a little bit on the heavier side when I was in middle school. And I remember when I was playing softball, um, fortunately, I was able to play with some of the older girls on my high school team. So I was an eighth grader playing with seniors in high school and thinking back, like, holy crap, I was probably exposed to a lot of shit that I probably shouldn't have been exposed to yeah. when I was like 13. <laughs> Definitely. But... <laughs> But um, one of the biggest things was I remember the girls were talking about their weight. And one of the seniors 
had mentioned that she weighed 165 pounds. And I always looked up to her and I thought that she was like just I thought she was absolutely gorgeous. She was super athletic. I wanted to be just like her. Um, And hearing that she basically weighed the same that I did as a 13-year-old was like devastating to me. I remember going home from practice that night. I, I don't even know if my mom knows this, but I like cried and cried and cried for days after that, just like hating myself for weighing 160 pounds as a 13-year-old. And that was probably like I've been doing a lot of reflecting on like my own personal journey in terms of body image and self-esteem and I think that was probably the first time I ever um like can remember uh feeling shameful for like my weight or things like that and since that point um I don't I wouldn't say that I started dieting. I didn't start like restricting food or anything like that. I started exercising. It was kind of where I started. So I remember that summer after eighth grade, I started running. And at our house, we have we live. My parents kind of live out in the country. They're in the suburbs um, of the Twin Cities, and they kind of live farther out in the country. And we had a, a half of a mile long driveway. And mm-hmm. so I would go every day in the summer, and I'd run down to the end of the driveway and back. So I would run a mile every single day. And I I don't know how much weight I lost. But I lost a decent amount. I probably lost like 15 to 20 pounds that summer just by running and adding in this this exercise, right? Mm -hmm. So, of course, I started to feel a lot better about myself. However, then just over the years of being an athlete um, and feeling pressure to perform a certain way, a lot of my early like fitness exposure was performance. Um, we got into, you know, weightlifting at an or I got into weightlifting at an early age and early high school. So I was always exposed to that. Um, as I'm going to speed this up here too, as we get towards the end, but I thought this beginning part was a little bit more like yeah, impactful. Definitely. Um, and so when, when I was in high school, I remember when I was getting ready to apply for colleges, I was focused so much on like, okay, where do I want to go to school to play softball? You know, because softball was my life. I was, I loved it so much. And I remember as I was getting ready for, I, um, I was working with a, with a coach, um, a pitching coach and love him to death. He's amazing. So if anyone listening knows who he is, I'm not saying anything poorly about this man because <laughs> I adore him. Um, he had the best intentions, but I remember one practice with him and my dad was there too. And he had made a comment to my dad. I don't think I was supposed to hear it, but he made a comment to my dad about me needing to lose a little bit of weight in order to get the exposure that I needed for going to play softball in college and being recruited. Um, And so, yeah, isn't that crazy? And I like I said, I think they're usually like a little thicker anyways, because you've got like strong legs and everything, but I don't see how that would impact. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) That's kind of what I'm thinking too. And I mean, I was a pitcher and so I'm, I'm wondering if he just had meant like, you know, maybe I just needed to like lean out a little bit, get a little stronger. I don't know. But the way that he said it obviously imprinted on my mind Mm -hmm. because I remember it to this day, like 15 years later. Um, And so At that point, I then had become a lot more focused on working out and fitness from a standpoint of looking a certain way instead Mm. of coming from a place of performance. Gotcha. So 
when I went off to college, of course, I gained the like freshman 10. It wasn't quite the freshman 15, but I gained some weight in college because, hey, you know, we all are eating different (laughs) foods. We're drinking. Like there's no secrets. Like my mom knows I drank when I was a freshman. Like, you know, Um, but so gained that little bit of weight in college. Surprisingly, I felt like pretty good until we went to uh, Florida. Every year for softball, we went to Florida uh, for spring break. We played in a tournament, and I was always around my teammates, right? And even same thing in high school. Mm-hmm. Just I had friends that were a lot like skinnier than I was, um, and I always wanted to be more like them. Like I would always tell myself, oh, by the time I graduate high school – I'm going to be as skinny as them and I'm going to feel so good. And then like in college, I would compare myself to some of my teammates some of my older teammates that again, I looked up to, I thought, you know, were amazing. I wanted to be like them. And I was always like, Oh, by the time I graduate college, like I'm finally going to feel confident. I'm finally going to have the body that I want. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. So then fast forward to my junior, senior year of college when I wasn't living in the dorms anymore and I was cooking for myself. I then became a lot more interested in, okay, not only training for performance, but also I want to look good because we were going on our final spring break trip for college. And I was like, I want to feel fucking awesome on the beach in my bikini. Like Mm -hmm. not to mention at the time, Jesse and I were dating and he was coming on the trip with us. So it was like, you know, (laughs) I I wanted to like look good for him. Right. Right. So I started to like quote diet in the sense of that I never ate anything that had fat. Oh. I ate everything like low fat. Like I literally ate like bagels and I ate rice and I ate cereal <laughs> and I ate chicken and vegetables. Like I didn't eat anything that had any fat in it at all. Wow. And which knowing now is not like a really great approach to dieting. Yeah, but you did what you thought was at, right. Right, right. At the time I did what I thought was right aside from still probably binging on the weekends and drinking too much. Mm-hmm. And so it was, you know, the beginning of like my own personal binge restrict cycle in a way. Um, and that's ultimately what then led me, I believe, to have a really unhealthy relationship with food because I was looking at food as good and bad. I was looking at it in terms of, oh, if I'm super good on during the week, I can, you know, go overboard on the weekends, mm-hmm. honestly. And so that created that unhealthy cycle. Um, shortly after, uh, college, um, Jesse and I got engaged and of course I went through the whole, got to get ready for my wedding, mm-hmm. da, 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 da. So at that time I still didn't know too much about macros. I didn't know that much about nutrition. So I really kind of just tried to eat quote clean, um, which it actually went okay. It wasn't so bad because, um, at the time we were, uh, living, in Grand Forks. And again, I was able to be cooking my own food and Jesse's an amazing chef. He went to culinary school. So I was really lucky to be able to have someone supporting me in eating healthier. So we kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. had that, um, you know, getting more into strength training. Cause at that time I then became a certified personal trainer. So then I was doing more, um, I knew more about working out. And so I was able to incorporate more strength training into my routine. Uh, and then, after we got married was when I started to think more about macros. One of my friends, uh, I don't know if she listens, but um, she'll know who she is if she listens. Um, She told me about macros and she was working with this online coach that was teaching her all about macros and that macros were amazing because you could eat anything that you wanted as long as it fitted fitted, fit into your (laughs) macros. 
And I was like, oh my God, this sounds amazing. Like, I want to do that. I'll eat whatever I want. Because at that time, I still had a horrible relationship with food. Mm -hmm. I was still eating clean and then binging or overeating on the weekends, drinking a lot. Um, Because at that time, we lived with my in-laws, which was great. But we went out a lot on the weekends to get out of the house. So, you know, it was just that back and forth. And so... I started thinking about wanting to work with this coach. So I hired her and she taught me all about macros. And so that's where I originally learned about macros. And this was back in 2013. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That I learned all about macros. It, it's been a long freaking time. I, it's been a journey, I tell you. <laughs> um, and I'm going to wrap it up real quick here. So 2013 was my first experience with tracking macros. And it was life-changing, to say the least. I learned that I could eat what I wanted within moderation and have so much control over my results. Mm -hmm. I finally, because I had lifted weights for so long, I started lifting weights in 2006, 2007 when I was in high school for softball. And it was like those years of weightlifting, I built so much muscle, but I didn't know it because I wasn't able to see underneath, you know, that layer of body fat. Not that I was fat, but you just weren't able to see that muscle definition. So finally with macros, I was able to see all of that hard work that I had put in over the last you know, five or six years of weightlifting. Mm-hmm. And I became just obsessed in the best possible mm-hmm. way. It wasn't like an obsession, like a disordered eating or anything like that. It was more so like, wow, this is a whole new world and I'm so freaking excited yeah. about it. So I dove deeper into macros. I learned as much as I could possible about it. I researched about it. I followed all of the people that talk about macros. Um, and from there, I actually started then doing my own macro coaching. I used my own transformation and my own experience, what I learned to start helping other people and start helping them tracking their macros. So things were really great for about two years. I saw some really good results. I was really happy. And then I was like, hmm. At that point though, I still wasn't like in love with mm-hmm. my body. That was the issue. You know, I was going, I was going from a place of I'm gonna change my body. Even back in middle school and high school, I had those thoughts. College, I had those thoughts, right? It was like I'm going to change my body so I will love myself and be finally right. happy. So then I decided, hey, let's do a fitness competition. What better way to get in the best shape of my life and finally be happy with my body and love it? Mm-hmm. Fast forward to the end of the competition. <laughs> All it did was create – I mean, I was I was happy at the competition because I achieved this really huge goal that I set out to achieve, but I was still left afterwards with an unhealthy relationship with food, even though I tracked macros throughout because there was so much restriction. Mm-hmm. I ended up rebounding, not terribly, but I probably gained about 10 pounds back within two to three months. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was actually probably at a healthier weight then, but I struggled with that. Then I got pregnant which anyone that's been pregnant knows that struggle of gaining weight during pregnancy, seeing your body change. And then after having miles, the journey over the last two to three years has been most impactful, I would say, in terms of actually learning to love my body for what it can do and not what it looks mm-hmm. like. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, it's it's been like an incredibly long process starting from middle school until now. And I know that was a really long explanation, but I feel like all of those parts are Definitely. important because it kind of paints the picture of where I got to and how I got to where I am now. And so that's why right now for me as like in my own fitness journey, um, I'm focusing so much more on, especially the last year, on just loving my body and being body positive and working on my my, you know, self-esteem and and confidence Mm -hmm. and seeing that 
the changes in my body are happening because of that, not necessarily because of, well, in combination with, you know, the nutrition and the workouts and things like that. But I'm almost kind of phasing out of, you know, fitness, 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 and just more focusing on like being a mom and being a wife and being present in life and figuring out finally having that alignment mm-hmm. of everything. Yeah, you know what I mean? Definitely. So it's taken me 30 fucking years to get here. <laughs> And I'm still working on it. <laughs> but it's an awesome story. It's really cool to like learn more about your journey and just see how different, you know, our journeys have been, but how our mindsets are so similar, even though they've been through completely different experiences. Absolutely. Absolutely. And one thing I want to just add as a quick little plug um, is that I encourage everyone that's listening to reflect back on your experiences growing up and see if you can find those moments, you know, like my 160 pound 13 year old moment Mm -hmm. or where my coach made that comment or, you know, those types of things because we all have them and, or where you compared yourself to your friend, like think about the ages that you were when those things happen and think and kind of reflect back on that a little bit and see if you can figure out kind of your path, your story as to how you got where you are now and then think a little bit more about where do you want to be um, because we're going to do more episodes on, you know, that those topics. And so you'll kind of already be ahead of the game mm-hmm. when we get there. So just wanted to throw awesome. that in there. I love that. That's a great idea, Mara. All right, guys, we're going to roll into the next question. What's been your personal biggest struggle along the way or a struggle you're currently dealing with? Yes. Okay. So I would – Excuse me, I was drinking coffee and now I have I would say my personal biggest struggle, I have two of them. The first one was post-competition mm-hmm. and being so obsessive about how my body looked um, and gaining weight back post-competition because looking back at those pictures, I was like, fuck, I looked amazing <laughs> and I didn't even I didn't even realize it and I wasn't even able to enjoy it because I was so right. obsessed with looking like I did when I competed. It was so fucked up. Um, I just want to go back and give myself a hug because it just makes me yeah. so sad. Um, so that was one of my personal struggles along the way. Um, and then I would say my, my, my number one biggest struggle has been my postpartum journey. Just the last two to three years, two and a half to three years since having Miles and just learning that whole new role, how to be a mom, how to be a wife, how to still – be a business owner, how to, you know, love my body after having a baby and seeing it go through so many changes. Like it's still a struggle almost every single Mm -hmm. day, you know? And so I feel like just that mental journey that I've been on has been the biggest struggle. Um, but you know, in the last year, like I said, I've, I've seen such huge transformations that I know it's possible And it's what keeps me excited and keeps me going to continue growing and learning and just keep working through it. So I would say those are my biggest struggles. Awesome. Um, Next question. What is your favorite thing about coaching or what has impacted you the most? Oh, man. Okay. So I think – and my coaching journey has come a long ways because I started coaching online back in 2014 and it's now 2019. So I've been coaching for a really long time. But in the beginning, I like, I don't want to say I didn't have the good, the right intentions because I did. I've always wanted to help people. But I feel like 
just over the course of the last couple of years, I've been able to develop my skills as a coach a lot more. And so my favorite thing about coaching is being able to see the light bulb moments in my clients. When I ask them certain questions and I get them thinking about things a lot deeper, differently than they think about it themselves, and them having these aha light bulb moments, I think that's probably one of my favorite things. Um, because as a coach, it's our job to help our clients find the answers, not tell them the answers all of the time. There's a time and a place to tell and teach or to ask the right questions to have you discover you know, your own answers. So I like helping people find those answers and having those light bulb moments. And then, you know, the, I, I don't want to say the obvious thing, but just helping people in general, because I know how badly I struggled and how much I hurt before, you know, ultimately I got to where I am now and being able to just help one single person not struggle with dieting, help one single person feel confident about themselves and love their body. Like you, you can't put like a number on that in terms of like what that's worth. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. Cool. Well, I think you are a fantastic coach and anyone that works with you, you know, they are going to experience that amazing um, transformation and really learn a lot of things that you can't just pick up somewhere. Like someone sometimes needs to guide you to get there. I appreciate that. You're so sweet. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. All right. Well, we're going to hop to those 100 questions. So now we're done with the more serious stuff and we're going to move to the fun questions. So Mara, pick a number and we're just going to start asking you. All right. Let's go. My softball number, since I was talking about softball, was number five. So we're going to go with number five first. Okay. Interesting question. What would you change about yourself if you could? Ooh, after we just (laughs) talked about like body image and all that. Exactly. Okay. The first, I I will just, I'm going to try to be like, okay, whatever comes to mind first. So the first thing that comes to mind, what I would change about myself um, is probably the need to be busy all the time. Oh yeah. I feel like I've always been very like, go, 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 go. I need to be busy. I need to be doing something like I can't just, I have a hard time sitting still and relaxing. And so I think if I could change something about myself, it would be that. And just like, yeah, not not feeling I need to be busy all the time, which is something that I'm working on. Okay, nice. All right, what's our next question? Let's do number 50. 50. What's the tallest building you've been to the top in? <laughs> um, okay, well, I guess the, what is it called? The Sears Tower? No, maybe the okay. Willis Tower in Chicago. okay. I think that's probably the tallest building I've ever been in. It was scary as fuck because I'm afraid of heights, if you guys didn't know <laughs> oh, that. Oh, okay. And we, uh, we went. I went with Jesse and a bunch of his friends um, after we'd been dating for like two months. He like invited me on this trip to Chicago. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and um, yeah, we were all standing in that glass floor of the Willis Tower and I literally was having like a panic attack. So it was so freaky. Aww. But- it was a cool – I'm happy I did it. It was a cool experience. So, yeah, I think that was probably the tallest building I've been in. Okay, cool. Next question. Um, I was like, oh, what is it? I need to pick a number. <laughs> Let's go with number uh, 30 since I just turned 30. <laughs> this is a really interesting question. Would you rather win the lottery or work at the perfect job and why? <gasps> Oh my gosh, I hate this question. 
Oh, okay. I'd rather, I think I'd rather, oh my gosh. Okay. How about this? I'd rather win the lottery. Mm-hmm. And the reason that I'd rather win the lottery is because then I could pay off all of our debt. I could pay off, you know, family debt. I could, you know, do all the things that you would do if you won the lottery. And mm-hmm. then I would work at a job that I loved. I would do something that I loved to do not for the money because mm-hmm. I would already have all the money that I need. So exactly. that's a little bit of a detail, kind of both. <laughs> but I would go the lottery route first because then I think ultimately I would end up doing something that I loved anyways. Right, right. Like all those memes that say money won't like bring you happiness. I'm always like, mm, it could solve a lot of my problems probably. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it could get rid of the things that make me unhappy and then I would be happy. <laughs> and then I can focus on the things that make me happy. Exactly. Yes. Yes. All, All right. right. Let's do number, number two number for Mr. Two. Miles. If you could live anywhere, where would it be? Oh my gosh. So I would say currently where I live, honestly, we're up north in Minnesota. We've always wanted to live up north in Minnesota. Um, I think the only thing I would change was how it would be like a house on a, on a lake up here somewhere. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's cool. Yeah. I still got to, you know, find time and I'm going to come visit Mara. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got to come in the summertime. It's really cold in the winter and there's nothing really fun to do. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. If I could have a vacation home, I would have a vacation home in Hawaii, but mm-hmm. I don't want to live there permanently. Yeah. I, I actually like living in Minnesota for the most gotcha. part. Gotcha. <laughs> All right. Next question. Let's do number 45. Okay. What's your favorite zoo animal? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, I feel like a lot of people already know this, but my favorite animal is giraffes, zoo animals, okay. giraffes. I have a giraffe tattoo oh, on my foot. Oh, you do? See, I didn't even know and that. I've been obsessed. Yes, fun fact. Um, I've been obsessed with giraffes since I can Have remember, you ever fed a giraffe? So. Yes. Oh, my God, it was life-changing. <laughs> it was life-changing. We took a, girls, a senior girls' trip with some of the girls on my softball team in college, we'd road tripped five of us down to Colorado. We went to the Colorado Springs. You know, that's exactly where I'm from, right? Okay. Yeah, I I know that. uh, That's like the exact city where I'm from. We're probably in the same place. Probably. At the same time. I was probably taking drafts that same day and we just didn't even realize. Yep. Oh my God. Yeah. And you you buy like the giant graham crackers and you get to feed them. I don't remember what I fed it, but I remember that it was life-changing. <laughs> I have a picture of it. It was amazing. My life was That's made awesome. that day. I feel like you should post a picture on it, your Instagram stories now so everyone can see it. <laughs> All right. I'll see if I can find it of me feeding the giraffe. <laughs> All right, next awesome. question. Okay. Let's do a number. I don't, I don't know why I feel so much pressure picking numbers, but I do. Uh, let's do, I haven't done one on like the seventies. Let's do number seven. Are you an introvert or an extrovert? <laughs> oh, okay. So I feel mm-hmm. like I've changed throughout my life. I was always like a very outgoing person when I was younger in like middle school, high school, even in college. I think I was still a little bit outgoing and extroverted. Um, but as of lately, I've become a lot more introverted. So I call myself 
an introverted mm-hmm. extrovert. It does. If that makes sense. Because I have my moments where I can be very outgoing and extroverted. Um, and that's probably a lot of what people see on social media, honestly, because I feel like you have to be somewhat extroverted to be, you know, sharing so much publicly. Um, but I'm very introverted as well in the sense that I like to just keep to myself and my small group of, mm-hmm. of, you know, close friends and things like that. And yeah. I, I like to just, mm-hmm. I like to, I'm a homebody. I like to be at home. Okay. So. All right, let's do number 11. Well, this could be our last one if we want. Exactly. We'll do number 11. Actually, we okay. have to do the food one after, so this will be our second what last one. What is your child's okay, number 11. proudest accomplishment? Yep, what's Miles? My child's is, proudest yeah, accomplishment? Miles's proudest accomplishment. Oh, my gosh. Well, he's two and a half, so he's had a long life to accomplish so many things. Oh my gosh. What is his biggest accomplishment? Honestly, I think just like for him, I I would say becoming (laughs) more independent because no, and it's been so, I mean, there's so many things. The kid can freaking count to 20. He knows all the colors of the rainbow. He knows all the different types of construction equipment. Like, he's brilliant. He's so, so smart. And, like, but I just – I've noticed within the last probably couple of months that he's just broken out of his shell and he's becoming just this little independent, confident boy. And I love seeing that. And I'm so excited to continue watching that grow and for me to help support him in continuing to grow into, like, an independent, confident person. So cute. So. All right, last yeah. question. What is your favorite cheat meal? Okay, so <laughs> this is such a tough question because there's so many foods that I love, and I know you struggled to answer this as well last week, but I would say mm-hmm. I definitely think sushi is at the top of the list. Because there's so many options. You have so much so much variety with sushi. So sushi for sure. Um, and then I also mm. really freaking mm-hmm. love breakfast food like and brunch. So like give me a bloody, give me a mimosa, give me, a, you know, a breakfast brunch buffet. Mm, Granite City. You ever been to Granite? Do you guys have Granite City down there? Or is that maybe a Midwest thing? Probably a Midwest thing, but anyone in the Midwest that knows Granite City, they have the most amazing brunch buffet, bottomless mimosas, <laughs> Bloody Mary is the size of your freaking head. Like, yeah. So I never ever go to brunch for a cheat meal though. I, I think always you need am to eating that. like pizza or sushi. <laughs> so maybe I need to change that. But anyways, yes. Yep, it's definitely awesome. brunch. Um and cool. then sushi. Well those are, are all the questions for Mara so. today. That was really fun. Yeah, see, it, it's not so bad. It wasn't but, so bad. Yeah, do you have anything you <laughs> needed to add today? No, I don't think so. I appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to Lisa's interview and my interview. We know these were a little longer podcasts than we normally aim for, but I think they're fun and different. And we're going to continue doing more Q&As coming up in the future, so stay tuned. Um, as always, let us know if you guys have any suggestions for podcast episodes or if you have any questions on anything that we share. 
follow us on Instagram, of course, per usual. And we'll go ahead and put our info in the show notes so that you can look us up. But yeah, other than that, I think that's it. We appreciate you guys listening and hope everyone has a really great week.